Greetings, mountain bikers. Welcome to the MTB Jumper Podcast, the weekly audio show that helps you get the most out of your jumps, your trails, your gear, and of course, your bikes. I'm your host, Norman Peterson. Thanks for listening. I feature conversations with extraordinary riders, coaches, and industry leaders. We discuss free ride, dirt jumping, downhills, street and park, trials, skill development, bikes and gear, digging and building, strength and fitness, and much more. In this, the first episode of the show, I talked with Scott Tucker and Casey Norther, the founders and organizers of the biggest downhill race series in the U.S., the Northwest Cup. This series attracts riders from absolute beginners to world-class pros, and 2017 marks its 10-year anniversary. This is a really fun interview. We cover a lot of info about the race series, some powerful tips on technique and gear, and much more. I'm going to pop back in at the end to share some details on upcoming shows and events I've got planned, and just to give you an idea of what to expect from the show going forward. Okay, let's get into it. Here it is, my interview with Scott Tucker and Casey Northern of the Northwest Cup Downhill Race Series. Please let's enjoy. Talk about the structure of the, of the competitions themselves. I guess that's a good place to start. Competition. Are yeah. you rolling so we can just get going at yeah. any time? Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, the Northwest Cup, it's a downhill race series, which is uh, few and far between these days. This enduro, Enduro-ing has gotten so popular, um, and uh, I'd like to say it's gotten popular because of the, the roots of downhill, which we like to try to stick to. But uh, basically, our structure is, you know... Those those that haven't raced downhill, it's as similar as ski racing. It's a it's a race against the clock. It's uh, you're on your own. Um, it's you against the clock. It's a time trial. Um, we typically run in thirty second to minute intervals, depending on the the classes. Uh, races last anywhere from three minutes to four four and a half minutes. I'd say is kind of the, the average. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we based our race series out of Port Angeles is, you know, that's obviously where Scott and I live and that's the base camp for, for Northwest cup. And, uh, the idea since its incarnation was to, uh, create something from the area that we love the most right here in Port Angeles and be open to new venues and, and, uh, groups of people that are excited to, to get involved and, and also have the the right venue and trails to to kind of fit into what we're looking for. We really try to shoot for that grassroots feel with World Cup caliber racing. Is kinda that's what we want people to feel when they come there, you know? Maybe sure. maybe even show up and, and, and have a bit anxiety and excited but not quite sure what they've gotten themselves into. And as the weekend evolves, it just gets more and more comfortable and they have a great time, not only racing, but just riding. Like the whole gist of our races has always been that. And that, that's kind of where the grassroots feel stems from is that when you show up on a weekend, Friday, for instance, you show up for practice, you're riding your bike a lot. You're going to get a good amount of practice and you're going to, and you're just riding with a group of like-minded people having a blast for the next three days. And at the end of all of it, you get to check yourself against the clock and see how you, you fare against your friends and, and, uh, and your fellow competition. And 
That's where. So, the, so the race is is Friday through Sunday. Uh, the the events practice on Friday. Yep, the events always start on Friday, and okay. Friday is usually just training. Uh-huh. Saturday, the morning is more training. By training, you mean you mean familiarization with the course. Yep. Okay. Practice, just okay. whatever um, you know. Whatever you tra- need to do. Training, whether it's you getting used to the course, whether you're you're dialing in your bike, uh, whatever it takes. You know, those mm-hmm. those days are sculpted just to get get everybody um, ready to go for Sunday. Uh, we do do um, seating runs, sometimes qualifiers, depending on the event. Mm-hmm. On Saturday is that afternoon, class based. Can you talk uh, briefly yeah. about the class structure? Yep. So we do. Uh, we, it's a full everybody race um, event, meaning amateurs of all age groups and all categories, from um, beginner to intermediate to expert to pro, and those are all Cat One, Cat Two, Cat Three, and then pro. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how the structure goes. And then everything's bro- broken down in age groups as well. So you're gotcha. not, you know, you don't have a 14 year old kid racing against a 35 year old woman or something like what that. What are the age cutoffs? Uh, let's see here. We do, what is it? Four- is that complicated? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. It, it, it really depends on the category. And then just back in the, the categories are based on USA cycling um, categories. And then uh-huh. we have, you know, um, every year we kind of have had to expand our, age breakdowns based on uh, turnout yeah more people showing up you know the more people show up the more categories you put in so more people have a chance to stand on the step on sunday sure um so uh, like last year we had a whole bunch more beginner uh category three uh racers we or the prior year actually so we added uh four new categories so they could you know have a little more competitive environment and then this year we like last year we had a lot more women involved so this year we broke out i think three or four new categories for women to to just always encourage people to come and do it and give them like i say more opportunity to um to win the the cool. the the new categories getting added uh is also just a sign of of the growth of the sport in our area yeah um uh it's obviously in the Northwest. I, I think anybody who's following anything, they want to see a picture. They want to watch a video of somebody ripping evergreen loam. You know, sure. I mean, that's that's the hot ticket right now. And yeah, and it's obviously we, we see it in our attendance at our races. And, and like Scott was just saying, adding the the categories, um, it, it's it's been awesome to see the categories that have been added, um, like in the last, uh, what, two years uh, 10 and under beginner category wow. is like, we didn't even have it before. It yeah. was, it was 14 and under, I think. And, and it wasn't, you know, a real strong class. It's like, you know, you see a few, few groms come through and you get kind of excited. And now it's like you watch training and, and they're all, it's like Grom Posse. There's like 10 kids on Sorry, define little Grom. shredders. <laughs> define Grom. Grom. Uh, Groms. I think, I, I'm pretty sure that's stolen from, from surfer lingo, okay. but okay. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the, the term for the young coming up kids. Uh, the, the Groms. When their Gr- helmet grommets. is almost as big as the rest of their body. Yeah. They're a a grom. Good, they're they look like bobbleheads coming down. <laughs> you know, you're a Grom. If. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-inch wheeled mountain bikes, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so, to what extent do you think the uh, improved equipment for younger people has has fought, has fed that leaps and bounds? Yeah, like, sure, uh, it's sure. 
it didn't even uh it, like the rest it, of the it wasn't even uh, an offered thing from tons of manufacturers uh, right. bikes that were capable of riding the trails you know it wasn't it was dads in their garages fabbing and morphing bikes and making them uh, making them work for uh for their kids you know that i think manufacturers kind of saw that and they're like oh yeah duh these kids grow up and turn into you know <laughs> yeah. adults with money buy bikes so let's yeah. get them stoked at a young age so cool. no there's tons of companies now that offer um that that offer kids bikes cool let's back up for a minute when did the when did the cup start we i believe it was it was 2007 okay was I believe? It's a little, I believe, I believe details that. are sketchy. Like as, as a guess. Or it might be 2008. It's, it's 2007. Okay, 2007. <laughs> uh, we started. Uh, yeah, we we basically there was racing. Um, really, and only there was one venue in the northwest, and that was down at Ski Bowl, and they um, and which is part of the Northwest Cup now, and always has been. But uh, Mount Hood, Oregon. Mount Hood, Oregon government camp, Peter Caucus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, they uh, um. That was the only racing going on, and at the time, like I didn't race, but I was just mainly into trail building. Casey was still racing, and uh, Lars Sternberg at the time was um, racing with uh, Fluid Ride and Simon Lott and all that. And so we all said, "Hey, let's, uh, you know, we, we should, Port Angeles. We have these great trails, and there's not there's only one place doing races. Let's try it." And I think the first race we had was almost 200 people where we wow so it was like uh okay yeah. i guess you so knew, i think the you first year struck a chord yeah so we we joined up which is kind of funny because we get that we, we hit that number now if we if we ever which we we haven't in a long time but if we were ever even close to that we're like oh be bum- no we'd be bummed uh, oh <laughs> like, well oh, because of the density things have got people. a lot more expensive now like sure. back then it was a little you know that was uh, you know we could do that but like yeah. if we had that now we would uh be yeah, a second mortgage I've actually got a note. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually got a note to talk about the cost of things uh, a little later. So a full, uh, full decade. Yep, that's awesome. What, that's what we're saying. And are you doing a? Um, <laughs> it's a, de- it's a decade of dirt decadence. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, you, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, it's not. You don't have to work clean here, fellas. Yeah. You yeah. Say what you need to say. Um, and, it's not and Disney. I was gonna slip in. Have you? And I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this. Have you guys thought about expanding the events at all, or do you want to keep it strictly downhill race because there is enduro and slope style and tricks out there? Well, basically, um, we're we're not opposed to any. You know, we're, we're not like locked in and, and and set in stone with with what we're doing. But that being said. The Northwest Cup is it's it's a downhill race series, and I think that that's um, we have a really good formula that's going right now, and we continue to grow. I mean, every year, even with enduro being as big as it is, um, it it continues to grow, and it still continues to be the biggest mountain bike events in in our region so um expanding on that i i think you know we we already do it in in a certain sense we just do it um through classes uh, and ages uh, and uh we, we just do it under a different banner you know okay. we we do uh oh. you know what we both scott and i um 
have, have a certain level of involvement with like the Cascadia Cup, which is uh-huh. an enduro series in the, in the Northwest. Gotcha. And, um, and, uh, the Cascadia Championships mm-hmm. as well, um, that we had for the first time last year, which we did do uh, a downhill and enduro event all on the same weekend. Cool. And, um, so we just, we, we try to not dilute it with a bunch of um, jumping on the latest, greatest thing that's going on right now. And I'm not saying that Enduro is a, a fad or going away. I, I think it's definitely here for the long ride. But, uh, um, you know, the Northwest Cup, is it's downhill race series, and we've got a bit of pride in that. And I, I think it's kind of cool to, when people say Northwest Cup, they think of downhill mountain biking, and sure. that's what it is. Sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, like Casey says, downhill is our primary thing it's what we know we've really done our best to refine the formula to where every year it gets a little bit better for the people that come to it there's people that uh trey is uh doing that with cascadia dirt cup he does an amazing job with trey who uh trey wilson all right (laughs) i just call him trey no yeah so yeah he's uh he's the cascadia dirt cup promoter and he's got that on lockdown like i think you know, even regionally and beyond that, I mean, he is the, like that Enduro series is turning into, I think, what kind of we've created with Northwest Cup and that it's kind of the, he does everything right. You know, they're, uh, the timing's perfect, the organization's great, um, and those are the biggest keys. The other thing is if... So kind of no reason for you guys to worry, no, worry I mean, about it's already Enduro. it's already being done well, <clears throat> sure, right? Sure. So we, we actually... Uh, partner with him for the Cascadia Mountain Bike Championships in, awesome. at the end. So it's like the end of their series is the Cascadia Dirt Cup's over, the Northwest Cup is over. We have one weekend where we do that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if we tried to, um, and we've definitely had the conversation about doing that, merging more, uh, but what ends up happening is um, you, part of our formula at our races compared to some other downhill races is, you know, it's great racing, accurate timing. But overall, if you come Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're going to ride so much that it's gonna, you're going to be in pain on Monday because, <laughs> and you get a lot of riding. Yeah. And if you start breaking that up with depending trying on to, how many tomahawks you took, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, just riding, you're, <laughs> sure. you're death gripping all weekend. So if you if you start um, augmenting that schedule with having well half the day is enduro and Ugh. all the you know then you're losing all that time and right. where where people there's there's you know some people that are dead set on the top step of the podium. Some people are dead set on beating their friends, and sure. some people are dead set on just riding in these great venues that we go. We we go to what five different venues now this year. We have a, a fifth new one, mm-hmm. and they just want to be able to have an excuse to come ride there with a bunch of like-minded people. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so merging it at, at this point, I think the one event a year, um, and that we we're already you know going to keep it limited numbers. So. It doesn't take away from the amount of writing everybody gets because gotcha. that's the key. Yep. Yep. Cool. Our, our formula is not to give away the secret recipe. Whoa, bud. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a nice combination of I come from a racing background. I, mm-hmm. I raced as a professional downhiller for since I was like 20. And, and I raced the national circuit when – Chevy trucks and Visa were involved and it was a 
you know, and I, I did the, the caravan around the country and, Early you know, 2000s. Raised, yep, and raised some, raised a handful of World Cups and, um, I had a blast doing it. So, well, to actually to get the, the, the timing right, we're talking like 95 through 05 or uh, something? I, let's see. Uh, um, I raced, uh, downhill, I think from 97 or 98. I'm a little, I'm a little gray on that. Uh, 97 or 98 till, I think I stopped racing in 2005. Mm-hmm. Might have been my last event. Um, so, you know. Cool. A good, a good bit. I guess my, my years are off, but, uh, that's, that's the time frame I was in. And, um, and so I come from a, a racing background of, of kind of seeing it when it was kind of at its peak, at least in our country. Sure. And, you know, every, every when I was, uh, racing, I mean, I was fortunate enough to make it on ESPN. I mean, ESPN covered the national Norba national series. I mean, wow. it, there was money involved yeah. and it was a pretty, pretty cool deal. And, and so my point is, is that I got to see racing from a perspective of watching amateurs that are at these events and a national race has everything. I raced slalom and I raced downhill and slalom is a little easier to incorporate in a downhill weekend because it's a, I mean, I can see the course from top to bottom. I mean, you know, it doesn't take me that long to, to dial it in that. And then I can refocus back on downhill when it's time to transition to downhill. If we were to do, you know, really get involved with doing these events where enduro and downhill, I mean, downhill takes a pretty, it takes a pretty strong focus. Like if you want to be competitive and you want to, to really do a good job of it, you know, you, you really got to focus on the the task at hand and learn the course and stuff. And enduro, it's the same way. I mean, that's, you're not looking at a a 30 second run, you know, there's a lot going on. So I think it would be a little overwhelming with people. Sure. So I, I, my, the formula thing I was getting at is that I come into it from a, a racer standpoint of seeing those things. And then Tucker comes in as a, you know, just a, a mountain bike enthusiast that loves riding. So he, he gets to look at it like, okay, I want to see the people have fun all weekend. I want to see people get tons of riding in. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it lets me, realize like okay we do need to make sure that everybody gets you know we want this fun and that's where the the real grassrootsy feel comes in and and then when it comes down to the racing you know that's where we can really ramp it up and and the racing itself can be high caliber yeah in a grassrootsy feel so um that that formula i guess it it isn't a secret because it's just uh it's just Tucker and I. We make the formula. So <laughs> you, you well, are the formula. <laughs> and to be clear, I used to race too. It was just long, it was probably he, before Casey he hate, was born. He hates it when I say that. Yeah, no. I don't know. I, I think racing's for dummies actually. But <laughs> Oh good one. Good Hey, can we cut that? <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, so I raced uh, in the late eighties and was done in ninety. Three, oh, wow. probably. Okay. So, no. Oh, wow. I, so, I, I do have the so full 89, spectrum. So 89 to... 93. You have the 91. full spectrum. But, I, but back then, all there was was cross-country racing. <laughs> yes. There was no enduro. or And there was barely any downhill. They were, I think the only downhill that really existed so was second. the kamikaze. It was mountain biking? Yeah. Well, we didn't have suspension or <laughs> well, disc brakes. Right. So like all you and they wore were... spandex and they had what? really long stems on their bikes. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, <laughs> and actually, to, to go back... Uh, I like, so when I raced back then, I got hooked when I was 15 or something. And 
there was a there was a series in Washington called the Northwest Mountain Bike Championship Series. This guy put on, um, and it was four races every year, and they were awesome events. I mean, it was like it was what you know. I guess for me, I would like try to recreate if, uh, and I gotcha. think we have to some degree where it's like you you know it's your whole little vacation calendar is kind of planned around that where you're going to go to all those and there's really nothing that's going to get in the way of that. And you'd go there Friday night and you'd camp, you'd be with all your buddies, you'd practice on Saturday, even it was all unofficial and racing on Sunday. And it was, you know, half about um, racing and half about just like I say, having a good time with like-minded people. And unfortunately that like that series went away at, uh, you, like shortly you after talking about that. the whim series no this is well long before that it was it was oh the cross-country series. this guy eric eaton who was yeah, yeah. our uh, one of yeah. our washington early washington supercross legends anyhow he he put it on and uh and um, actually that was my first taste in event organizing because i a couple of times i um went the week before and helped him mark courses so i kind of got a like uh, a little tiny sense of that part of it but just the events themselves were awesome a little, and, a little appy into your future life <laughs> it, who knows <laughs> who, who knew it but no i in, in fact i would love to recreate that series mm. if we could get cross country going oh but man we're gonna bring it back actually it's, it's gonna be gonna, car, it, hardcore xc no it's gonna be it, it's, it's basically <laughs> probably, wait a minute it's basically, isn't that what enduro is no <laughs> no no i was enduro. gonna say it's probably gonna be basically enduro but we're just gonna yeah. rebadge it enduro right. is technically downhillers that don't want to buy a downhill bike <laughs> which which i thought it was downhillers really, that were now too old to race real downhill well that's, that's <laughs> true, but, no i think it's all i think it's all of the above yeah it is all of it and, and, and it's also some very very serious racing i'm not begging on it <laughs> no me neither i just wish they would have given it its proper name which what is, is it down country oh well, that's pretty good okay <laughs> let's move on no more enduro talk uh, <laughs> by so, the way that's I, I got that on lockdown you can't, can't steal it it's trademark it's trademark so uh, your website says the only is that right the only what uh, da- downhill series in the country. Am I completely loving no, that? No, you're totally. Yeah, you're way weighted off, below it, way bro. Off. No, there's actually another Wait. sweet. Uh, the sweet. I mean, it's sweet... the only one that matters. <laughs> no, there's a sweet series. <laughs> I'm out. just kidding. Okay, we need to cut all that because. <laughs> so, so back up because I don't want to at all diss Spokane. I don't worry about it. We're, when we're laughing and joking, it's funny. <laughs> uh, it's a little iffy. So we're not the only. We're, I would say so. What we're we're the biggest series. Okay, has totally evolved cut, into the biggest series of the country. I'll totally cut that out. That's not. Yeah, in, in I, but in I Washington, yeah. I'm more than happy to cut out my screw ups. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, it's like it's turned into the biggest series in the okay country mm-hmm. as a whole, like a seven race series. If you and in terms of oh, that's um, what it is. Okay, I knew yeah. that there was a, some significance to its yeah size or something in terms of attendance okay. right okay. and so and it's <clears throat> what's pretty cool is like when we started this um part of the trick of um <laughs> uh, putting on this series is scheduling it every year mm. sure which is always interesting but back in the day when we first started this we well let's see we don't want to interfere with this series or that series yeah and I think our uh, case will agree that primarily back then, kind of the biggest series that was in our, um, there was two really. One was the BC Cups, 
right across the border and then the mountain states cup which was mountain states cup started up like right i mean within a year or two i I think just they were really close to the same time we kind of got going they may have been rolling for a year i think they were rolling before i think they were rolling before that and they were big and i remember thinking us talking about you know it'd be sweet to i mean we were we had a little bit of Series envy, I guess, at that point, where yeah. like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's a term. Anyhow, uh, where we were like, oh, wouldn't that be, it you works. know, the, well, they, it was just they, they really, they did a really nice job yeah. of, um, uh, of showing Marketing. that there can be life after Norba, Norba. died. Gotcha. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 oh, interesting. And, like and that, relighting a fire. Of yeah. Because of, of you know, there, there and, still was a, a, a good contingent of. Uh, uh, dedicated and hardcore downhill racers that yeah. wanted to race. You know, I, I was one of them at the time. Yeah. Um, that, it's so you know, the, the, the Norba national series, it just, once it, you know, once it lost its sponsorship, it lost its uh, media coverage, you know, yeah. the TV cameras pulled out and it really just petered out. And when that happened, it just, everything um, just lost all of its wind in its sails. And, uh, and then it, that's where the, these smaller, uh, regional series started popping up sure and you know getting getting a pulse to them you know you're getting you know decent pro class turnouts which is really what kind of puts you on the radar is you get a, you get a good pro class and you get some of the the big boys showing up to your races and you know you make these guys hungry to race make pink bike or vital or whatever litter mag or whatever the heck was rolling at that time yeah um and you, you get a pulse on there and Mountain States Cup did a great job of that. And that's kind of what we got going and which is really basically where we're at right now. You know, uh, it's still, you know, we're part of the national series, yeah. which is now branded the pro gravity race tour. Uh-huh. And so, but, but they've kind of the way USA cycling does it now is it's, they, they've kind of sort of piggybacked on, these regional events that are successful. So they, they had to kind of really step back and figure out, okay, what, how can we restructure this and and go about it a different way? Um, Cause, cause they used to do it differently where they had, you know, three or four different promoters in areas, but it was USA cycling that came in and just took over basically, which is USA cycling. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and came in and just completely set up the venue and, you know, like a world cup for example you know they come in and it's their infrastructure gotcha. and uh now it's not that way and mm-hmm. uh and it it's kind of it's given everybody a bit of creativity in, yeah. in their regional events to yeah to kind of do it their own way and and you know make a mark you know amongst the country and and try to get people to travel across the country to go to a regional race yeah and you know it's pretty sweet for us like even though you know our pro GRT event um, gets a really good attendance because we always um, place it either before or the weekend before or the weekend after um, Sea Otter, oh, okay. depending on on how things work with the World Cups. Gotcha. Um, because we're really trying to get uh, the best pro field um, we can we can get at that race. Sure. And it's worked out fantastic for us you know so far and uh and it's just really cool to see that a a regional race 
You know, I mean, it's the, it, it is, it is the nor- attention. It's the Northwest Cup. Yeah. You know, it isn't the America Cup. Right. You know, it's the Northwest <laughs> Cup and and there is a national circuit that's going on. And, and we're a part of it and we're super happy with it and everything's awesome. But there's a small little sense of pride that we get when we realize like, man, our regional series is 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 really strong it's, yeah. and people are traveling from everywhere and it, it goes to show how how big um and how popular downhilling is in the northwest i mean obviously that's a huge factor to it right sure you know we're we're smack dab in the middle of you know i guess you could you could kind of call it the the, the mecca of mountain biking right now then you know the Absolutely. northwest is definitely on on the radar now Do you get a lot of canadians coming down there we oh, do yeah. get a we do get a a good turnout from the Canadians. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. We uh we love we love the Canadians. We mm-hmm. we rock a Canadian flag right at the finish line, just as that big as the American flag. Nice, that's that's awesome. They get they they get heckled pretty good from our American fans in a in a fun way. They love mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. just because most of us are jealous that we don't live there. Sure, it, you will. Yeah. But we won't get into that. And they do refer to us as south of the border. So, nice. <laughs> um, so as far as first location, for I hear the they're building the wall. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, um, as far as uh, first location for the first races, did you start with one trail or more than one, or what? What was? Oh, uh, we have a pretty unique <clears throat> setup at in Port Angeles. Well, okay. at that point, now, now wait a second. So. When we started racing, there was the White Knuckle. Nope. Upper Lower Pro. What do you mean, no? The White Knuckle's been there since you before. Uh, I mean, I, I, but I mean, we didn't have that. Like, okay, so every year over the years, over this decade, and actually prior. But s- since the beginning, we've all, we've we've done the shuffle since the beginning. Huh. I don't even know, to be honest with you, my. I mean, this just goes to show it. A, dec- a decade, a decade upper. of dirt decadence, what it does to your mind. We, uh, we have not, uh, I don't think we have ever. Mm. I know where you're going with this and you're right. I don't know if we've ever raced knuckle in Northwest Cup oh. top to bottom. You know, we're we're, we're talking to. about it. We're talking about like our, sta- our, our OG, our, our staple, um, Trail okay. Uh, okay. in Port Angeles. Well, but that's, I, not, that's not to say we might not do that this year. Whoa! Okay. Whoa. <laughs> the word. Nobody knows. Well, not to go not to go down too deep a hole on, on that. I was just curious as to if there was any um, what the expansion of locations has been over the years. How many trails are you riding? How many locations are you riding at now for your series? So last year, okay. So the first year it was Port Angeles and Ski Bowl. We we okay. joined together and. So we had Where's two Eagle? locations, uh, government camp down at Mount Hood, Oregon. Okay. And I can't remember. We did two. I think we did. I think, we did, I think we did. We may have done two or three in PA and then two. I think it was two and two the first year. Gotcha. Okay. Two, two. And then the Mount next Hood. year it kind of expanded and then there were there some things happened and then it was, we did one year where it was a Port Angeles only. And then we, then the next year it was back to Port Angeles, Mount Hood. And then the following year, Stevens Pass opened the bike park. And it was a natural, obviously, thing to add that in. And they've been awesome. And it's definitely a favorite venue. And we did that for a couple years. So then it was up to three. And then we added Silver Mountain. Um, This will be our third year in Silver Mountain in Kellogg, Idaho. Um, And that's been turned into a 
a favorite for sure. It's different than all the other ones. Um, and then this year we added Tamarack, Idaho, which, or Connolly, Idaho, of Tamarack uh, Donald. Bike Park. What? Didn't Donald. Donald. Oops, cut that. Donnelly, <laughs> check, check, check. We added Donnelly uh, in Idaho, <laughs> Silver, uh, in Tamarack Bike Park. and Tamarack Bike Park in Donnelly, Idaho. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, it's, it's, Tam- right. it's Tamarack Mountain Resort. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think it. The nearest uh, zip code is Donnelly. Yeah, gotcha. the, the, the nearest actual town. So is... now we're up to five five venues, seven races. Last okay. year we had seven races with four venues. So it's, um, you know, we're just kind of just trying to s- spread things out a little bit more. And and there's, you know, it, that is another thing to say, the growth. Because when we started this, there were only two places to do this. And that was Port Angeles and um, Mount Hood. And now, you know, now we've added the other three venues and there's more that are knocking on the door or, you know, that are, or that are already doing it, but, um, you know, are interested in having races. There's a new year round bike park that's opening in Olympia. I mean, there's, there's things happening. So it's, it's not just us that's growing the whole, into, um, you know, the whole genre is growing here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's fun. A lot of cool stuff going on. And, Joe Prizel's about to reopen somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, I believe uh, Ed, I believe Edmonds. Yeah, um, oh, well, that was well, the, last really? I, the last the last I the last I heard, I heard was I've that heard so many have rumors. you right now it's just it's just fun to speculate. Well, At first I, it was Ballard, and then it was Woodenville. Oh, gotcha. I talked I talked to him. He came to uh, oh. our, it must have been Cascadia Championships. He came to one of our events, and it was it was a couple weeks before. They were closing the Burlington Park. Oh, okay. And I told, think a lot has changed since then. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I yeah. was I was pretty happy about the Edmonds one because that's just a that's, that's a ferry ride for even, us, and even we're there. I don't even have to take my car on the just take the bike. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Be nice. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, Joe. I, <laughs> we're speculating. We're, look, we're looking forward to it, Joe. Get it done. Yeah. yeah. We're, we need, we're, we need the indoor indoor spot done. <laughs> we're it's a rumor mill here. Yeah. In, <laughs> port. We've got an empty old Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll be calling you, Joe. (laughs) All right. I think he's in Texas right now uh, during this recording. Um, Okay, moving on a bit. Um, I'm curious about about, uh, course design and digging and decision-making on that stuff. in fact, maybe we could start by talking about the what the features look like on uh, typically on your courses, or are, are they predetermined by other diggers, or what's going on there? Uh, no, it's uh, it, it really depends on the venue sure. itself. Um, you know, here in Port Angeles, obviously we have some control. We have we have control, and we. A we, lot of options. We have a lot of options. The the way our trail network is is set up, which we've done on purpose, just just for that reason, um, gives us gives us a, a wide range of of options. We can combinations, I guess, is a better way to put it of of trails we can put together to make a race course. And um, we've always. We've always done it in a way that's it's it's real open. Um, when it, as far as like talking amongst amongst kind of our crew. Okay. Um, ultimately, 
Scott and I make the decision on what what we want to run and how we want to run it and um and we we just kind of do that because not it's not a power trip thing or anything like that it's just uh we've been doing it long enough now we've kind of found what works and and I think it it's a it's also a, a bit of a reflection of um the, this kind of style of riding that that we prefer and and it's it seems to work you know i mean people they they always seem to i mean let's just put it this way people come to port angeles it's our highest attended events of all of our races and they're all fantastic and they're all they're all awesome venues some of them have everything uh, multiple restaurants bathrooms that work <laughs> that have uh, running water yeah Toilets. Wow. Uh, exactly. Shaves and uh, air conditioning. <laughs> Some of them even have water slide parks. What? Thanks, Willie. Um, but uh, in Port Angeles, we have nothing. <laughs> we have a swampy little creek that I got to try to keep people from washing their bikes in. Yeah. We got sandy cans and we have shuttle trucks. <laughs> and it continues to be our, our highest attended events. And, and it all boils down to the riding. Sure. the trails and and people love it and and that's you know we've been really fortunate with um the landowners and and the DNR and the management that we deal with we've we've had an awesome relationship since the beginning with them and so we've been able to to really take advantage of it to benefit everybody else um by having such a good relationship with them that, that we're not we're not trying to convince them that we're going to do something the right way or be safe or, uh, you know, erosion, blah, blah, blah. We've done it and, and we've been doing it for so long that we, it's, it's not really a question anymore. It, they, they trust, you know, it's a trust situation. So the, the, um, the trail building has been obviously a luxury for us in that sense. Whereas I know that some of the other venues have to jump through a bit more. It, it isn't quite as easy for Are them to just. Land? Uh, we're on, we, it started out, um, private land okay. and, uh, through a land swap four or five years ago, it's now state land. Okay. And, uh, and, and all along the way, there were certain bits and pieces that were, um, that were state land. So the relationship's been there for, it's been in place for, I, 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 I feel like I've been saying 15 or 16 years for 10 years now. So it's gotta be like, it's, it's gotta be. It's got to be 20 years or something. I don't know. It's been a long time. Gotcha. And uh, and it's we're lucky uh, here obviously in Port Angeles. It's a small community and 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 again, the relationship we've had with the landowners and management have been fantastic. So it's given us a lot of good creative freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they, they they I'm sorry. They the they same. like that like Casey said small town, they see the impact. Uh-huh. You know, they see that sure. when we have a race, it's like there's all these people that yeah. come here that buying and they're awesome people, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's a great crowd. It's a, it's a noticeable crowd. And then backing up, you know, with another, you know, not to make it a, the whole thing about Port Angeles, but what one advantage we have here too, is what you have, except for this year and a, <laughs> generally year round access mm-hmm. because it's not under snow. Every year, every other place we go is a ski resort. So, gotcha. you know, we're like scheduling it, right you know as close mm. as we can to Up when that winter. snow's snow's gone right so sure. we have a, a killer 
a group of guys um, around here, Dante and Brian and Jim and all these guys that just work and will will come along that work all year long to keep the trails uh, running great. Um, and it is it is a year round job. Um, they take great pride in their work oh, and man. they do a fantastic job. So. Yeah, and, they're, and the, the other thing is Can every single one of little, us, we're all writers. Yeah. Can you talk a little more about the crew? Who's, how many how many people are digging for you? Uh, we we've got um, we've got a, a small handful of real dedicated okay. um, guys. Uh, Dante Locals. Ruiz has over the last uh, I don't know three or four years is probably he, he his his hour log meter is is up there. He's 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 got the he's got the sight going. He's he's stoked. I mean he yeah. he enjoys building trail. It's cool if too. Not, so he's not as much, maybe more than he yeah. likes riding. Yeah. You so know? he's he's pretty cool too. So he was a like he I, when I first oh, yeah. met him, he was he was you know a, a strong hand in like the sickest dirt jumping spot I've ever seen personally, okay. and I haven't you know got around very much, but it is pretty amazing, and it's right here in town, and. I don't know how exactly. I mean, we were always kind of hassling him about. Oh, oh dude, been, you should. I've been dude, hassling you should try for downhill, years. Right downhill, and then he tried it, and like literally, he's what he says now. He's like, my dirt, my my dirt jump bike's got a flat tire on it since I started downhill. Well, the, like, and that's like the, the eight, stories six years ago. That's the story's really actually a little bit better. So oh, let's mine, hear it. well, minus <laughs> a, a couple. Of, well, he's asking about our crew of diggers. Yeah. So minus, uh, I think two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Two or three of them. But but the the core couple of guys that that have been digging the most lately, actually, they're they're my BMX buddies from oh, okay. when I was in high school. Like I, I was a BMX rat, and they, they were my. I mean, we we loved riding. We we BMX everything, and those guys were absolutely totally dedicated to it. And like Scott said, they built some of the most amazing dirt jump trails right here, right here in Port Angeles. So people from all over that country of travel just to hit those and they also when we first started racing they're my buddies right oh, so yeah. i'm like hey i need some shuttle drivers so oh, nice. these guys for years <laughs> I, I mean years right or driving shuttles and, and they would always get upset at me because like they'd be having a, a trail <laughs> session you know jump dirt jump trails um they're like hey hit, hit me up you know casey come on let's let's ride trails today i'm like oh i'm gonna i'm going mountain biking you know Blah blah blah, and they'd give me a hard time, and then the winter would hit, right? Yeah. And it's the, the the trails, especially here in town, were very seasonal. You know, sure. we're talking maybe maybe a four or five month window that they're rideable. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's it's absolute no go. And the boys basically, you know, minus a, a street session from here and there, uh, would basically hang up their bikes for the winter. And yeah. and I'm mountain biking like all the time. I mean, <laughs> if I'm not skiing, I was I was mountain biking and. Yeah. uh and I told him, I'm like, dudes, you guys got to get, you got to get bikes. I mean, yeah. and, and at that time, you know, they were so hardcore BMX that they were like, ah, oh, that's gay. Got <laughs> <laughs> that. And, uh, I don't know. Not what, that there's so, anything wrong. Yeah. No, it was I, kind I, of I'm actually, I mean, uh, this, let's I'm, face I'm, it, it kind of was. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> actually repeating what they said all right <laughs> so um, way to go dante sorry so, sorry gary yeah yeah gary they're like sure. yeah my apologies to gary <laughs> no they're, yeah no we're not putting a spandex on and joining yeah. you in mountain bike and i'm like dudes it's not like that and i, and I, would, I would try to tell him over and over again i'm like man all it is is hold i mean you like to hold on a set of handlebars and stand on a pair of pedals and ride two wheels it's the same thing man it's like but yeah. you can do it no matter what 
no matter what the weather is. The truth you know? is they were scared. And I, I tried to really compare it to them like skateboarding yeah. and snowboarding, okay. you know, because they're so hardcore BMX. You know, I'm like, um, it's yeah. like, you know, you it's can't you day. can't ride a skateboard in the snow. That's why right. they snowboard. Yeah. So yeah. um I, I tried to kind of do and it, it for years and years and years. And they were driving shuttle truck for us at the races <laughs> time and time again, loading wow. people's bikes, still not riding mountain bikes, like yeah. not I mean, oh, for interesting. years, interesting. loading bikes, and now just helping. Now out. we're running out of drivers. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm running <laughs> yeah. out of my driver stock, yeah. and you know they they got it, and well, it's just funny awesome. to see because they've 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 literally been riding for ever, <laughs> and they've been around this mountain bike scene longer than most people because they've been you know working for us, yeah. and now they're so stoked. They're like, it's like brand new. It's like a, a brand new baby or something like it, it's crazy. They're just, I wouldn't like, be surprised they, if they're right, so stoked on it. I wouldn't be surprised if right now Dante and Jim Headlamped and Ryan up. have had headlamps on because <laughs> they're trying to get a little bit more work done before we have yet another round of snow this weekend. Yeah, because, no, they're yeah. It, we we can't keep up with them anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's. I mean I started being addicted to trail building. And then it's, 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 and then addicted. Addicted. So the the trail building dedication. No, that's saying it. Yeah, great. No, I'll cut all this up. Anyway, that's okay. Casey Casey will be fine. Let's go ahead and start now. Anyway, uh, the, the trail building thing is fascinating. It's, I mean, there, there are, every community has, has its guys that are, it seems like they're more interested in digging than, but then typically they'll dig for a while and then they'll get on the bike and well, hit, I think that's what fuel, that's, I think that's what fuels the fire, right? Like I don't they, know, they do, man. I Some think, of these guys, I think they would rather just work a shovel. Uh, I, I think I, I think, I think there are people like that. I think it's, you're right, but it's I, like a it's like a class of or like a breed of humans or something. They just are so. I, I would like to think that at some point that the luster of it wears off and, and, they, they, and, then and, they ride. and then they ride and then that's what restokes them again. And they're like, Oh, sure, oh sure. these trails suck. I got to rebuild them or whatever it takes, you know? Yeah. My approach over the last year or two has been, you know, like working on a jump or some jumps, you know, some, some line that's a pain in the ass, stop, forget about it, dig for a while. And, and that, clearing clearing the mind you come back and hit the jump a little better next time yeah oh yeah and so but i'm not anywhere near 50 50 digging riding no no way i'm like 10 percent digging <laughs> to 90 percent riding i'll admit right now gotcha um so i need to up it at least on, on oh you're in, that just, guy in or, my areas oh no. you're that guy well, well so just, i'm the kind of stop riding so much a big part of it is you know i mean part of it is just uh, being in the woods. I mean, yes. honestly, like we, yes. I I love being on dry hill, right? Mm-hmm. It's any time, any chance I get, whether and if if there's, you know, if you're there, you're not riding, you might as well be building. And there's, yeah, and then you get to ride what you build. It's yeah, being in the woods. Yeah. So uh, I I feel like we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Oh. The the original question that was like a, a kind of course design trail design. 
yeah, you know, and, and how, it, how it varies. I'm interested from, in features also. Yeah. Like, what what are you guys shooting for for features? Like, are you incorporating big gaps or something if, for if everybody? You, and so if you've got a gap, fans. it's also a roller. So, so or that, there's a ride around. It's that's one thing that I think also separates our race series from some of the other ones, and okay. or maybe not some of the other ones, but how things maybe were done in the past right. is that we we really try our best, um, depending on each venue and what it has to offer to have race courses for each category, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't want to have a, you know, a beginner racing on the pro track or a pro racing on the beginner track. Sure. Um, because we, I want everybody, you know, we want everybody to be challenged and at the same time have fun, um, and not, not have to deal with some, you know, not, not have to be succumbed to the weakest link or the strongest link. Right, and I'm sure there are challenges with the various venues. A little, a little bit, but I mean, we're pretty lucky, to be honest with you. I mean, it's you know, all the venues, they they they're all adding more trails every year, Mm -hmm. which just gives us more options. And every venue is really, you know, um, like uh, I guess I'll use uh, Silver Mountain, Idaho, as an example. When we very first started there, um, I flew over couple months beforehand um and we'd kind of we kind of had loosely pulled the trigger on having an event there before we really had done deep deep re- i mean we we researched as best <laughs> which is we similar could. to this <laughs> we, we researched as best we could but you know we, we kind of went a bit off of a gut feeling on it which which paid off we, we were right i mean it's a, it's an awesome awesome place and and everything works great but i flew over a couple months before our event and and rode a bike and and just went with uh willie the 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 mountain manager there and uh we ran through the trails and you know i had to kind of pick what we were going to use for race courses and and if any trail work needed to be done before our race got there and how, you know, there's, there's a lot of little logistic things that have to be thought about starts and finishes where they line up and things like that. And, 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 and obviously trying to incorporate obstacles that are going to challenge each category the, the right way, you know, and, and, be, and at the same time be safe. I mean, we want everything to be challenging and we want, you know, Hey, you want to take it to 11 and send her over this 50 footer? It's there, you know, but you're not, you don't have to do it. You know, I mean, there's other options. There's other ways to do it, but you know, if, if you want to, there, there's some options there, you know, and, and each venue in itself is, uh, works great with us. You know, we've done a lot of shuffling around from our first year at Stevens Pass, for example. Um, cause they had just opened. They had not very many trails. They really didn't have rough, anything at the, at the, at the bottom yeah. to really finish our race proper. Yeah. And, and they didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they don't, they don't have any uh, downhill racing background as far as like, you know, what's, what it should be like, what, sure. what it could be like. Actual and, uh, exposure to the totally. sport. And, well, and, and also they're building a bike park that's serving people every weekend versus mm-hmm. a bike park that's serving people on race weekends yeah. twice a year. So, I mean, right. yeah. So we, we like getting those to work together. Is- so it, it worked out great. And they, everybody's always been accommodating um, mm-hmm. to us to, you know, they, they want, I mean, obviously they, they want a Northwest cup there and they want it to be as, 
big as it can possibly be. So, um, you know, if we, you know, tell them that, Hey, this, 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 and this could definitely make it work better. They, they always do the best they can to, to try to accommodate. And, um, and that's, that's basically the, the guidelines for how we, we do our, um, our, our trail work. And, and another example from Stevens is those guys, it's turned into a deal with them now where they have a, they have a pretty good trail crew. Um, years fluctuate from their budgets and, and how staffed it is one year to the next. Sure. But um, regardless of the size of their trail crew, they always amaze us at, I mean, we've got an event coming up and we'll go there, you know, a month before the event or whatever. And it's like, Oh man, Holy smokes. They've got, you know, you know, half of this done. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they still need, you know, like half of the trail, like halfway down the mountain still isn't done or it's like barely cut in, you know, yeah. and then we'll come back and pff, it's done. And like nice. they, and they're like, yeah, the boys have been, you know, working, you know, uh-huh. day and night, blah, blah, blah. And, uh-huh. and, and that's awesome. Cause they're really committed to, to having a, a race course that is what we're striving for. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and with that too, like, so we, we, we try to have, Ideally, three courses for every race. Okay. So we have a, a cat three course, which is you know is we try to we tr- we so. try to, and I think we for do the most lo- for the most part. I we think do. we've done pretty good, doing pretty good still yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, cat cat every every category steps it up a little bit. Ideally, um, and we always try to have a the goal is to have a unique course for every skill level cat three cat two cat one and one and pro are always the same and the goal is that mom can be racing dad can be racing shredder junior expert older brother can be racing and his little sister can be racing and everybody's having a blast the whole time regardless of how long they've been doing it and what risks they're willing to take and and i think it's it's evolved to like I more like more, I think every year that gets a little bit better too. Where I mean, because all those the, those groups are are coming in that in those different categories. Like we like Casey and I like at Stevens Pass last year at the end of the year it was like, I mean it was awesome going through the parking lot at night and it's like just so many you know families and groups of people that probably wouldn't hang out otherwise and. Yeah. And that whole community, I say, a dead show without all the bad stuff. But um, <laughs> you know, the, or, the, or and that all stuff. goes, that, yeah, that that all goes along <laughs> with uh, some that there is something for all those people rather than just your, you know, your hardcore twenty something that oh yeah, big is willing big, to do whatever a b- big fire pit with fifty seventy five people around it and projection <laughs> screens showing mountain bike videos and nice. stuff in you know in the dirt parking lot yeah, where everybody's yeah. just camped oh, out it's, yeah. it's pretty cool that's great so uh hmm. sponsors can can you guys talk about uh sponsors i mean I, I see them on your site I'm just curious as to their role in the and how they impact and influence and they're, Whatever you can, you care to. Well, they're. I mean, obviously, it's a. They're they're a huge part of, of, how we can even keep our head above water, um, with putting on the events. I mean, Scott and I do everything we can, but I mean, there's and and the uh, events themselves um, help support the, the the whole cause. But um, you know, sponsorship support is is key. Um, you know, it, it helps 
us with with lots of other little things our, our expenses but it also helps you know we have we, we try to put on a really good raffle at a lot of our races and the, the prizing um uh, our awards things like that you know they're all integrated with our sponsorship and uh, some sponsorship is helps facilitate the racing itself it helps us with there's certain things especially early in the season like preseason before um before there's entry fees and stuff like that that there it's a very expensive project to put on and gotcha. so it's a big help with that and then again the raffles like those are awesome i remember like you know you even if you didn't end up on the podium you had the chance to come home with something awesome so the sponsors providing that is great and then our group of sponsors that we've got over the years has been i mean and th this year i mean every, every year it's a little bit more so that it's um you know the same companies are supporting um the cup it's uh because i think you know we we provide the sponsor something they provide the the ra the racing riding community something and it's just a good symbiotic relationship and there's a lot of northwest specific sponsorship and we've got i mean i can i mean we've got we've always had support from fox suspension for example they've been around for i think fox and has been around since the very beginning yep. transitions been right there specialized has been on on board for the last three years and they're doing awesome stuff for us um you know like i don't have the list in front of me but you know sure. shimano evil there. bikes, evil uh, bikes. I, I know them all because i have to recite them over yeah, and over right. a thousand times over a weekend we're so. still uh, like even right now so what is uh, what are we looking at here we're in late february and we're still finalizing um more of that so well that's so, something uh, that, that <laughs> i've been in the mountain bike industry for a long time. So that, that part of it has, that's one part of it that has never changed is the, the last, the last, the, last the, minute, the last minute, uh, finalization of sponsors. But mm -hmm. I think maybe to elaborate a little bit more on what Scott's saying, um, in the sense that, uh, we're really fortunate in that the sponsorships that we do have, they've, they're relationships. Mm -hmm. They're not just, you know, we don't just, fly out proposals and hope we get the highest bidder kind of situation and just do it over and over again, yeah. time and time again, every year we, we, we build relationships with that's, that's our goal is to build a relationship with every one of these companies. And we want to do it um, for the long haul. You know, there, there's certain companies that we have relationships with that um, it is like, it, 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 it's not even, there's nothing even really that, contractual about it it's um we're just kind of locked in and it's just a it is it is just that it's just a relationship and they're they're committed and we're committed to them and that's that's that we don't even there's not really even much talk about it we just do our support they take care of us uh gamut wow. um usa is one of them i mean they've been with us since the beginning and nothing's changed and they They've been awesome since the beginning. Uh, hmm. Mervin Manufacturing. Um, Mervin Manufacturing makes snowboards and skis. It's LibTech skis and GNU snowboards. Yeah, they've been with us since the beginning as well. And wow. uh, they, you know, they're more than happy to basically give us most of anything that we really want. You know, we don't <laughs> we don't take too much advantage of it, but they they've been fantastic to work with. You know, and and like Scott said, the local companies that we have. Uh, 
um, evil bicycles, transition bicycles, you know, those are FSA, uh, FSA, uh, formerly, uh, known as gravity. You know, th- those guys have, those are Northwest companies. They come to all of our events, you know, that the, the, the people that work there like to race in our races and and it's just it's just a good solid family of people you know and and we've got ones that have been with us now for a couple years that are that are newer that we're building good relationships with you know specialized bicycles is you know they're our title sponsor and they've turned out to be pretty committed to wow you know, a regional downhill series. Yeah. That's we've got pretty new, awesome. We've you know? got some new ones this year. And we've got a few new ones. You have to coming soon. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Wait for it to pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Awesome. So it's uh, all, all that ties into uh, again that the Northwest is just a, a pretty blossoming mountain bike community with yeah. awesome companies, and we're just we're just glad to be a to really be a part of it, and hope that we do our part to our sponsors and, you know, get people stoked on riding bikes and they want to buy more stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole goal is, uh, we scratch, uh, their back, they scratch ours. So it all works out. Nice. Real quick. You mentioned this, uh, uh a couple minutes ago regarding, uh, or you mentioned safety, wanting to be very safe, um, <clears throat> or as safe as you can for yep. the sport. And I'm curious about, about how, how you handle the safety thing, how, I mean, injuries are a reality of of mountain biking, and I would imagine of mountain bike racing. Yeah, the, so so I I was I think we've come up with this little mantra: uh, safe, safe, fair. Wait a sec, safe, fair, fun, safe, fair, fast. Anyhow, the point of it being, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there's certain things you can do. Like one, um, like Casey mentioned earlier gap jumps Mm -hmm. you can have big jumps in a race as long as you have a way around it and in in our case we don't have it's not a huge penalty if you don't hit the jump there has been you know things in the past where here's this huge jump and uh if you you can go around it but it'll cost you five seconds so you're pretty much throwing away the race so we really focus on not doing stuff like that because gotcha. we don't want we anybody. Want it, we in... want it to be an advantage because you, you, you should get, yeah, a little you should bit. get re- rewarded for having a certain skill set. But, but not... you don't want to make it the deal breaker so that you're pushing someone yeah. that isn't comfortable doing that. Like, well, I shouldn't even be racing if I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even, even going to have a chance if I don't do this. So I got to, I'm going to just do it. And then, then they're in over their head kind of thing, you know, sure. we, we've, we've done this before yeah. about safety. Um, it, it, it's come up before and I, I was hoping that Scott would just have this ready to go. Boom. Right off the give top me, of his head. <laughs> well, it, 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 it goes to like, uh, so every event, right. We have a, a report of incident. Oh yeah. An yeah, accident yeah. report. Oh, I got this. Are you ready? That's all you needed. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Take so it yeah, start. every event, uh, you know, and, and I, and you know, we, over the years, we, you know, the landowners that we always get the permits from, they want to know, you know, what's going on. They, you know, and, and sometimes they'll go and look at, you know, they'll walk the trails and they'll be like, oh, man. And they, they have no concept of what the people and the mach- the bikes themselves are capable of. But, you know, one thing that you look at is um, at the end of a weekend, let's say your average Port Angeles race, you'll have 6,000 runs down the hill. Wow. I mean, oh, like because you have, uh, you know. 500 people doing 10 to 15 runs that's 6,000 yeah. runs yeah. and in a weekend like that you will have uh you know 
uh, an average I would think would be maybe um, 15 minor to semi-major incidents. And, and when I say major, I mean, you know, somebody is going to break a wrist and somebody is going to do this or, but, but most of those 15 are, are, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd say major being like a broken bone or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yes. yes. But so when you on look average at that, is probably on average, I, I would say is, is probably like five. Yeah. An event. I mean, it, it's wow. not very many when you, you know, I don't want to take away from what Scott's saying, but when he when says, you count the when, when you do 6,000, you know, you yeah. say 6,000 runs. Yes. And, and four or five people, you know, a broken collarbone or, or, or something that needed don't medical get attention, you know, yeah. um, those are pretty good. That's, those are pretty good odds. And like the numbers are pretty good. You, you go to a softball tournament over a weekend, <laughs> right? And you've yep. got a, you know, it's a softball tournament and you're like, you know, there, there's, we, we've done it before and we've looked at the hard numbers and we're like, whoa. Okay, this isn't that dangerous. Believe, believe it or not, road cycling is more dangerous. Oh, yeah. If you look at the statistics of how many people are doing it and what the kind of the kind of injuries that happen. Sure. Uh, part of it is, you know, we you know everybody has to wear a full face helmet. We strongly, we 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 can't. You can't really, for liability reasons, you can't make it a rule so much that everybody wear knee pads and elbow pads and body armor, but. <laughs> Casey's really good at saying, if see if he sees somebody without knee pads, uh, eyes walled, <laughs> you 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 basically berate them into like, dude, why wouldn't you wear? Why wouldn't you at least wear knee pads? Like, sure. come on, like so so there is certain some bit pure, of power when I have the microphone in my hand. Yeah, and... there's peer pressure involved in that, and and you know we 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 preach it, and we and actually we have a awesome over the last few years, especially we've had an awesome group of like families that have been growing through this. So the kids are now old enough to where they have all this leftover gear and they give mm. it to us and we give it out at the races to kids that maybe don't have it or, you know, maybe have, you know, just hasn't been in the budget or whatever. We, you know, we have given away and, and Fox, uh, Fox head has this, they, they give us helmets to give away at the races for the, whoever has the nastiest, um, worst helmet we it's an ugly helmet contest yeah and, and that's a that's a favorite because you know it is about you know if, if people are breaking themselves off they're I, not going to keep coming i nope. can think nope. of a no. uh one instance where we the, the we hadn't even gotten to the a point uh to the part of doing awards or anything yet and i see this guy and he's having a blast right and he he comes by through the finish line he's, he's doing his practice runs and his helmet looks like he has taken like I don't know, 15 or 20 <laughs> diggers straight to the dome piece. I mean, his, it, the, the, the face mask looks like it's broken. It's like duct taped on. And I mean, it just looks horrid. It's sitting sideways. It barely fit a pair of goggles in it. And, uh, I remember pulling him over and I was like, Hey man, what size is your head? <laughs> and I just gave him one of the Fox helmets right then and there. Yeah. Cause he, he just, it, it was a, it was a, a necessary thing. And, yeah. Uh, it it made his weekend, but for the most part, I mean that that's that's what we're doing. We're it's, like I said, it's it's a grassroots event, and we want everybody to have a good time. And yeah. and uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't be asking for it. He wasn't looking for it. He had a smile on his face. He was having a blast. But yeah. uh, I I I don't want him to break his face. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, most of the, actually in Port Angeles, you know, like more so or as much as any other place, you know, how you win the race is cornering speed. And sure. you're on the ground and 
that's you know like it seems like where you hurt yourself is hucking more so or i don't know it, it's or it's a high-speed tomahawk through the woods generally well, sometimes ends up wrong. <laughs> scratch that and people put yeah. trees in the way yeah yeah so it, that's an interesting interesting um comment i've had this discussion with other people about cornering obviously that's a that's kind of the um the deciding factors how quick can how quick can you corner and but but can you can you it speak to just how i want to say much yeah i want to say one thing real quick it always uh-huh. boggles me and casey is the ex is going to be the expert on this uh-huh. but i want to just say that it always blows my mind because i know we know like in port angeles we built maintain groom mark I mean, we know these courses like every, I mean, every inch. when I can't go to sleep at night, I don't count sheep. I try to, I do a full run. Take, in take my mind laps. And mm-hmm. Take mind, exactly. Good one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for it to come down to like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we had, you know, there's an incons, you know, a crazy amount of variables in every run. Sure. How you can take a quarter. We had top how 10, right? We had how, the top 10 pros at, at one of our events last year. Yeah. All in the same second, and that's in a two two minute. It was two minute and thirty or two minute and twenty seven <clears throat> seconds or something like that was the winning time. And the top ten were all in that minor window. And you know, and if you go, but if you go up on the course, you know, some of them obviously nailed this section better than the other ones. But that same the person that just nailed that section blew it in another section, and for it to add up to, you know, over a mile with that many. And variables, it's it always blows my mind because I never race that type of racing. But case it, make, it makes better. for exciting racing, that's for sure. When the times are that tight, I mean the the cornering to to come back to that, um, it it's I guess maybe to phrase it a little bit better, it's not yes, cornering is like a key part of it, but more than anything, it's momentum. It's it's keeping momentum. That's that that's what separates these these men and ladies that are that are that win winning these races is is how they carry their momentum thus cornering so for them to 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 rip a corner there's no throttle at the other end of the corner for them to twist on if, if they didn't quite get it that right or whatever right it's yeah. exit speed they're trying to, they're coming in with a certain amount of speed and they've got to make a 90 degree or whatever you know, radius the corner is and they've got to exit with as much speed as they can. So they're not having to exert a bunch of energy, getting on the, getting on the gas, getting back on the pedals and stuff like that. So really it's a, it, it's a, it, it's carrying momentum that, that really is what wins races in my opinion. And that comes back to good cornering to good uh, pumping and flowing of the trails. Obviously. I mean, all those things factor into that, but the, the, the bottom line to all of it is never losing your momentum. You know, you stand yourself up a, in a corner and you feel like you've come to a stop. It, at, at the caliber that all these guys and girls are at in the in the pro class, unless you just are absolutely on a tear everywhere else, yeah. one screwed up corner that, that does that to you, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that really probably is the difference between – you know, 10 and 15 places or something. Right. Wow. I mean, it's that, 
it it really comes down to that much of a, a an effort and and that's what they're trying to keep is their momentum all the way you know you can always hit the brakes yeah. if you feel like you're going too fast but if you can't get there that's the hard part well, so. that's my problem <laughs> <laughs> wow that's awesome um so that's how you win that's how you win the races <laughs> you heard it right here folks <laughs> the, the key to success yeah. Um, to you by <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give you a few other keys. Oh, <laughs> I know you got to get out of here, uh, Casey, but I wanted to just see if you guys had anything to say about favorite bikes, favorite gear. Um, oh, okay. Let me go through the list here. Gear, Sure. <laughs> uh, and, and so let me narrow it down. Um, if, if there's something that you can think of, and, and it, this might be an innovation that came along. It might be something that you always cherished since day one it might be something that you just got last week if there's something that comes to mind that uh that has made a big difference for you or that you especially love could be anything bike gear tires gloves pedals whatever uh i mean i i do have a i have a a a few those people that know me know my few specific um bike things that gear i gear quirks gear quirks i guess that's that's the better way to put it but uh to be more general with the answer and and it and and not for any other reason than i just think it's the right answer is the downhill bike itself like we we we're lucky we live here um in a, in an area that is fantastic for very specific downhill riding and trail bikes are amazing. And what they're capable of, I mean, they they truly have turned into the quiver killer for the general rider. I mean, they they do everything. My trail bike rips the downhill trails here. You know, I mean, it, it's yeah. a, it's a ton of fun to ride. And do you mind saying what that bike is? It's a it's an evil, the evil reckoning. Gotcha. Two niner. Um, and it's an it's an amazing bike. And um, but when I jump on my specialized demo eight downhill bike mm-hmm. uh and ride the trails it is it's just different i mean it, it's a, a downhill bike is to me i just always forget how much of a cadillac it is mm-hmm. and is the best way i mean because it's just so specific right sure. i mean the trail bike does rip i mean it's totally capable of ripping but when you get on the downhill bike you're just like oh yeah that's right like i don't really have to pay attention that much <laughs> like <'cause laughs> it really is a caddy floating down a dirt road is what it feels like to me you know and i i'm, I'm saying that in, in a good sense I, I love caddies sean palmer and uh but uh no the uh the downhill bike itself is like if i didn't live here in port angeles you know i i may you know with the way bikes are now i mean i you could race the northwest cup the whole series and win it probably on a trail bike that's that's how good trail bikes are but um uh a downhill bike is just a in itself it's a very specific and a unique beast that when when used in the right application is a pretty it is a pretty fun tool and it uh it's probably my favorite my favorite specific piece i guess cool i'd agree on that except i i I think i'd say I think I might take issue with. I think it, it. We we all know someone who has won the Northwest Cup on an augmented trail bike, meaning a trail bike with a proper downhill fork on it. But 
I mean, I would still say uh, winning, you know, winning it overall at the Northwest Cup on a trail bike would be a long shot. And that gotcha. goes to say how amazing these downhill bikes are. I mean, I mean, I've been riding since, well, 83 was my first mountain bike and there was crappy brakes, crappy tires, yes. no suspension. I remember. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> 71 degree head angle, 140 stem, 19 inch bars. I mean, just went on and on. How <laughs> Nothing cracks me up look, as much as the stems. Oh my for God. Some reason. 150s. Oh, yeah. You look back and, you know, control, how crazy. Control Tech 150? Oh, sure. yeah. Oh. You look back and uh, how crazy it was, um, you know, compared to what we are now. In fact, like we, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how, like, like, let's say a kid nowadays or in the last in the last five years i mean they start on like sometimes their first mountain bike is a demo eight or oh yeah a tr 500 yeah yeah, (laughs) because it's their first bike like you know killer brakes sticky rubber tire you know dope suspension everything Mm -hmm. and like they i don't know if there's any replacement for having had to learn how to stay (laughs) upright on even a hardtail with just with front your, suspension. With your nose past the front axle. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, when you're looking down and you and can no see your suspension. axle in front. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, and, and being... You know. Going to turn the bars and feel like you're holding on the front of a bus steering yeah, wheel. Totally. And when it's wet, <laughs> it, when it's wet, it's it's not it's not sketchier oh, because it's wet. It's because you don't have any brakes. Because your V-brakes stopped working. <laughs> yeah. V-brakes. V-brakes. So that would have been yeah. nice. Cantilever. Anyhow. Cantilever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever new school. So anyhow, uh, yeah, I think. But as far as bikes, as far as favorite uh, items, is would you also fall into the category of bike, bike type, or do you have something else that pops into your mind? Oh over, man, it's, years? it's uh, I mean, just over the years, like for trail bike, I I also ride a evil uh, trail bike. I have a following, and you know. I I will never you know ride cross country without a dropper post. Why, uh, I mean, why gotcha, would you? Gotcha. It's amazing. Sure. Um, you know, and then just the suspension, the tires, and the and the brakes, everything. I yeah, have yeah. a <laughs> TR five hundred downhill bike and a an old evil downhill bike, and um, uh-huh. we're gonna have a little something special coming out for everybody to try out. The next evolution, we'll say, mm. that specialized is going to... Heavy, heavy controversy. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, so there's... A, there's, there's on the I think, who knows, if you ask us in a year, I think it might even be another paradigm shift, you know. Uh-huh. I, wow. I, I ride, uh, well, both Casey and I do, but um, I ride motorcycles as much as I ride mountain bikes anymore. But okay. it, I mean, it's amazing still, like the suspension on mountain bikes it's actually better. Well, that, I, that's funny like... you said because I was I was gonna say like everything what you just went through tires, brakes, suspension uh, on the bikes these days. It's and and that's what How people like like people that moto and, and don't yeah. that don't mountain bike at all. You know, and they're like. <clears throat> That bike cost how much? You know, my gosh, right. I could have bought a new dirt bike and it. Yeah. And I and I I get that. You know, that is that is a weird. It's a weird uh, thing to kind of justify. But I, I I do stop and think about. it. I'm like, man, just think about everything minus the motor on that bike being absolutely precise, like as precision as it can get. Yeah. Brakes like that are so light and crispy and the suspension is you, you just feel every nuance of it and, and the tires if something's off you know immediately yeah and well, um, on a downhill fork you know a, a, a ripping downhill fork is just over six pounds what is a 
ripping fork on a KTM. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, they're 35. nice, but they're a lot, you know? Like, yeah. So yeah, it, it, like as killer as it is and as light as it is, it's, yeah. I mean, even, well, shoot, even when we started this, I mean, what did a, when we started 10 years ago, what did a, a downhill bike, I mean, it wasn't uncommon for it to be 40 pounds. Right? Oh yeah. 40. I'd yes. say, I'd say 40 would be on the light side, that would be you the know, light side. 40 Absolutely. to 45, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, even a Sunday yeah, no, was a 40, I mean, 40 pound bike, you know, yeah. my yeah. early stink, early, you know, early Kona. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you buy them and you, you, you buy them brand new stock and they're in the <laughs> mid to low thirties, you know, stock yeah, aluminum. right, right out of the gate, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's nuts. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm sure that minus the, the tire technology and what, you know, the casing, um, making the tires a bit heavier. Other than that, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty on par with a lot of trail bikes. I think weight wise, I mean, I think I they think break less too. yeah, it's, mm. it's, uh, mm. It's pretty cool how much they've come along. So okay, last thing, um, I would imagine you guys have, have got a uh, maybe there's a video out there that that uh, comes to mind of your race. Something cool, interesting, weird, funny. Anything that you would point <laughs> me to to link? Uh, well, you go to oh, um, nwcup.com. Yeah, and uh, there's a, there, there, there's a lot of video. Yeah. There there was a. Uh-oh. No, there aren't anymore. I think the best thing to do is more controversy. Is go to Pink Bike oh, and search. more controversy. Yeah, we. I've attacked our internet guy. We've here. trimmed up our <laughs> oh sure our uh, our website presence and mm-hmm. and uh, ser- kind of we, server footprint <clears throat> totally. And and mm-hmm. Pink Bike is our is our and and both Pink Bike and Vital are mm-hmm. um our web presence mm-hmm. for the most part and vitalmtb.com is that yep. right mm-hmm. yeah so if you go into any either of those and just do a uh, search. search nw cup or mm-hmm. sometimes northwest cup sometimes okay. it's a little messed up okay. but anyhow um there's definitely some gems in there i the one that when you when you're talking the one that came to mind was the the year that uh Voorhees came with uh oh man with the twilight oh the twilight the twilight videos yep. epic um but yeah you can go go on and on and then also just go to our facebook page and Anything that comes along, we share. There's a lot of awesome, just amateur um, productions out there that are amazing. I mean, yep. and uh, and then also just all the photo work that um, Grubworks and Dwayne Robinson and Eric Ashley are. are I mean, we we're fortunate that um, media wise, it's a lot of that is just uh, done by the users and uh, for the most part. And um, there's tons of it. There's cool. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's cool. there, there's a lot. All right. Well, I'll I'll uh, dig through some stuff. I'll look for the definitely look for the Kurt Warries. He's one of my yeah, heroes. It? it was the All Ride. Uh, yeah, it would, it, I think if you just it, you probably could just search uh, Northwest Cup All Ride, and okay. I, I'm sure it's, that, that that's how it would probably come up in the, in yeah. the show notes. And yeah. I'll dig, dig some yeah. others up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for your thank time. You. Really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. We'll see you, see everybody at the next, next Northwest Cup here everybody. in April, right? I heard you don't everyone. want everybody necessarily. Well, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. So, what have we got? So, and the, by the way, this year it's the holiday cup. It's uh, oh, yeah, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, <laughs> Memorial Day. That's how we started off. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bring your mom. We know how people really bring want to spend dad, their holidays. Bring your dad. Bring your buddy <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. We got classes for all of them, so. <laughs> Whoa. Send it to Jesus. Well, we, 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 bring it. Wait a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll make one. Maybe a bunny class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. We've gone too far. All right. Thanks again, guys. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Scott and Casey. 
Obviously, we had a lot of fun, got a bit silly, and covered some interesting topics. I look forward to catching up with those guys again soon. Head over to mtbjumper.com to view the show notes where I've included related links to several of the topics we discussed, including some super cool video, recent Northwest Cup race results, and more. That's mtbjumper.com slash nwcup. So, what's coming next? Next week, I've got professional freeride coach Kat Sweet. Kat shares fun stories about coming up in the early days of pro downhill racing, super valuable tips on jumping, overcoming injuries, and a bunch more. Kat's a wealth of info, and you don't want to miss our discussion happening next week. What else? I've got stickers, giveaways, and other goodies on the way for folks who are signed up for weekly show updates. If you head to mtbjumper.com and shoot me your email address, you'll get the show notes for each episode delivered to your inbox and more cool stuff. Finally, if you're new to podcasts, a podcast grom that is, how to listen can be a bit confusing. The easiest way is to install a podcast app on your phone and then subscribe to the MTB Jumper podcast. That way, new episodes will automatically show up when I release them. I've included a guide to listening to podcasts at mtbjumper.com. Please go check it out. It will simplify your life. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to episode one of my show. This is Norman Peterson signing off and saying, hey, life is short. Make time for the things you love, like riding your bike. See you next week. <laughs>